everyone. Uh, this is Adam and Seth from Butterscotch Shenanigans. Hey! This week we're doing something a little different. Uh, we're at the end of our horrible few weeks of horribleness. I mean, they're actually good. They're good. We're weeks. just traveling a lot. People yeah. are sick. Sam's going on a honeymoon. Yep. It's just, there's just lots of stuff. Too many happening. things are happening. And, our, and then our sound guy, uh, Patrick from Fat Bard, is also, also out of town. gone. So there's nobody to edit podcasts or cast pods. So uh, this week we're going to do a rerun, I guess, of yeah. one of our old favorite episodes, uh, which is episode 15 The Balls Ball. The Balls Ball. <laughs> Uh, this one is entertaining for a lot of reasons. It it takes place more than a year ago, yep. I think, uh, before Crashlands beta, so well before Crashlands was out, before American politics turned into the absolute horrible show circus. that it is today. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was still a circus. It was at the time. still something, but it just nobody yet knew the depths of the <laughs> depravity that we would that we would reach. Uh, and we had some commentary on that. And uh, then in, in this same episode, Sam tells us an amusing story about going through his chemo stuff, um, which also has now resolved. And I think at that time, I think that was he was just post transplant at that time. I, th- I believe so. Yeah. So all kinds of stuff was going on. Man, a lot it's of kind s- of a, it's just so it's kind of a cool uh, little snapshot into yeah. the past. Yeah. And, the, and presumably we say a whole bunch of things that aren't true anymore. Yep. So don't listen. Good. Don't you know, just don't listen to it. <laughs> yep. Wait. I know it definitely listen to it. And, uh, and if you haven't, I mean, especially if you haven't heard it, it's a pretty fun one. Uh, and I guess, I guess that's it. So we'll be back after that with our normal podcasting stuff and our lives will be back in the kind of order that we probably probably, I mean, you never know. Yeah. We'll so with it. that, enjoy episode 15, the balls ball. Have fun. Should I tell my ball story? <laughs> yeah, man. Ball. Scotch. Hey everybody, and welcome to Coffee with Butterscotch, episode number fifteen. Woo! Uh, my name is Sam. I'm Seth, and I'm Adam, and we are Butterscotch Shenanigans. We're a three brother indie game dev studio making a sweet game called Crash Lands. And we Crash made Lands. a bunch of other ones too. We yeah. did already, but you can just Google those. Later. They're done. Uh, we have we have some important things to talk about. Also, yeah. some not important things to talk. about. No, it's um, all important, Sam. I guess yeah. Since we're talking about it, yeah, yeah. we wouldn't talk about. It. We wouldn't waste your time, listeners. Um, no. One interesting note is that uh, we're going into a sort of a weird period for this next month. I have my my stem cell transplant, which should be the final cancer treatment forever. Transplant dose, and I'm getting some. 28-year-old's immune system from the East Coast. Oh, I'm pretty those are the sure best. he gets to keep a copy also. It's like pirating. I'm pirating yeah. an immune system over the yeah. next month. Well, technically, you're paying for it, so... Well, that's true. <laughs> well, he's not getting paid. I'm, he's not like, getting paid. I'm paying a the, distributor. Even though he's the content creator. Yeah. Right. Story of the world right now, right? Does he have a copyright? Does he have a copyright on his immune system? Well, I hope not, because I'm going to be... A, I'm going to be... You're going to be an infringer. You're going to be duping that thing for the rest of your life. Uh, So that'll start uh, actually this Friday. Uh, I've been doing some some pre-radiation stuff. Radiation starts on Friday, get admitted on Sunday. And what that means for all you lovely listeners is that the next four podcasts are probably actually just going to be Adam and Seth. Uh, Not because Sam won't be up for it, but because for some reason the internet at the hospital is so terrible that you can't even really use Skype. Yeah. Yeah. Which hospital? This is... Barnes Jewish. Barnes Jewish. Barnes, Barnes Jewish in St. Louis. Get it. If any of you are administrators of that we, hospital, I think I think podcast. most of our listeners pretty, are hospital. Pretty sure ninety percent of our audience at works least. At but I don't know if they're for that hospital. Probably. Yeah, no, they're all for that hospital. That's <laughs> okay. almost all of our players are. Barnes that probably Jewish explains why healthcare is so expensive. Well, I found out. Yeah. So I played League of Legends during my last stay for two days, and then they blocked it on the router level. I'm pretty yeah. sure because I was sucking. I was 
sucking down so much bandwidth in my bronze well, they had five almost matches. no bandwidth to start with. So that's true. But he yeah. used all of the hospital's bandwidth by playing leads. Um, so I'll be getting some radiation and then a new uh, immune system. And I do have one funny story that I I really want to share. Tell mildly, it. Mildly inappropriate. So keep the children out of the room. For the but you should have minutes. kept them out in the first place. Yeah, or just always. Um, always don't let children don't, in any rooms. Yeah, they just they don't. They belong, belong outside they only <laughs> in the woods. Uh, so what happened was I went to get uh, what's called the ra- the radiation dress rehearsal on Wednesday. And during this, they basically draw a bunch of lines on you with Sharpie. I look, I'm, I'm covered in crosshairs right now. Of course, now. the bridesmaids and groomsmen are standing off to the right, side. Right, right, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got a dress, dress rehearsal dinner yeah. sort of situation. Yeah, um, you have to give speeches and all that good stuff. Yeah. It's, I go into this, and you're in like, you know, the dungeon, which is the radi- radiation oncology is always in the basement, right? Because they're shooting lasers and stuff down there. They, they don't, don't want anybody to see it. So, Or I guess um, do they not want the stray radiation to go radiate other random people? I w- that's what I would wait. Yeah, it only goes down, so... So I walk into this room. It's kind of dungeony, um, and the nurse says, "Okay, I need you to lay down on this uh, on this trash bag here." Which you know, if you're in a hospital and they're like laying a trash bag, it's kind of like a kind of a red flag. A literal (laughs) trash bag. It was actually a black trash bag like you would buy from the grocery store. Nice. Okay, so... They charged you $800 for that they trash bag. They probably did. So <laughs> I, laid, <laughs> uh, I laid down this thing, and then they're like, okay, we're going to make a mold of your body to make sure you're in the same spot every time. So then they get out what appeared to be, and I think actually was, uh, foam insulation. They just bought it at Ace Hardware, I imagine. Probably from the hardware probably store. Probably asbestos. And then they just poured yeah. it in the into the bag that I was laying on, and then... Uh, had this huge piece of tape, like scotch tape, that they just put on the bag to cover. So I'm laying there, and it's getting like hot, you know, real high tech operation, super super yeah. high tech operation, and the it's getting hot, and the whole thing's sort of rising up. And uh, as I'm sitting there, the thing slowly starts to cool, and they're like, okay, so uh, so the next part of this is uh, we're gonna we're gonna need you to put to put, and I said, oh my goods, meaning of course, you know, male testicles, which you need to be, need the to old, be, the old twig and berries. They need to be protected. <laughs> uh, and so I said, oh my goods, you know, I kind of cut her off and she said, yeah, you yeah, got, you're going to need to put your goods inside what we call this clamshell. And for those of you who aren't familiar, a clamshell device, it's literally two halves of a sphere. It's two halves of a hollow sphere. So it's more of a cannonball. It's, yeah, yeah. it's basically a cannonball. It's <laughs> not a clamshell. Yeah. I I've never seen a clam that looks like that before. Put your goods in the dick cannonball. Ball. <laughs> the ball ball. So yeah, the balls it's, ball? it's the balls ball. <laughs> so they give me this balls ball uh, made of lead. The thing weighs, I mean, each half of this thing probably weighs like eight to ten pounds. So, I mean, nice. it literally is a cannonball. It is a cannonball <laughs> that you put your junk For in. your balls. Okay, so she, then the nurse says, okay, do you want, you know, do you want me to help you get that in there? And I was like, no. No, I, sorry, no, I do not. You just step out of the room, I'll take care of it. So she steps out of the room. Wait, wait, okay, hold on a second. Hmm. So it's two halves of a cannonball. Right. Is there? Is there also? There's it's got a. It's got a close. Well, yeah, right? yeah. So there's, so there's also <laughs> a hole. Well, so here's I here's assume. the design problem. I don't know what Satanist designed this damn thing, but it's like the hole is first of all tiny. Okay. So you gotta like you gotta pack all your stuff in there, you and then it's really squish it. It's not. <laughs> it's not like a deep hole at all. Mm. Okay. So what this means is that no matter how you put your junk in there, when you go to close that cannonball, the top half onto the bottom half, something's getting something's pinched. getting pinched. Just every time. So it's, it's getting pinched between two lead halves of a cannonball. Yes. Yeah. This was my Wednesday. One of okay. the worst places to get your junk pinched. So yeah. I spend like two minutes wrangling my stuff into this thing. And <laughs> the and then I yell for the nurse. I'm like, oh, I'm good. And the nurse comes out and uh, you know, pull up my gown so she can inspect. And she looks at it and then she looks at me and she goes, <laughs> You uh you don't actually have to put your penis in it. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and <laughs> you know i've never i've never you've never well you've never done it i've never done that you know i i cut her off so i guess it's kind of my fault at the beginning yeah. of she's so i guess she thought she thought that goods just meant testicles i guess Apparently. goods is the whole package uh yeah. as is package yeah but package had, is the whole goods then i had yeah. the sort of question where i'm like well, can i put a penis <laughs> in it because you know well you don't want to irradi- get irradiated yeah you don't want to get yeah um and she said you know it doesn't apparently it doesn't matter well yeah i mean they don't need to irradiate your dick probably <laughs> do they? Well, probably I don't can I you don't get think, i don't think, I don't think there do. are any lymph nodes in your dick there aren't so yeah, yeah I mean, I apparently like dick cancer is not a thing that they worry about as a secondary cancer from this tree. So <laughs> is there dick cancer? Is I'm sure there is. There's there cancer is. In yeah, that's thing. probably the name rare. of it. Dick cancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You've been you've been diagnosed with stage four dick cancer. Dick cancer. <laughs> what? Um, uh, but yeah, so that was laughing matter. That somebody was, nope. has it. Somebody has it. That was what happened on Wednesday to me. Uh, I oh, didn't that's actually. Fun. That's a typical Wednesday. It has yeah. been. It has been a shockingly typical Wednesday actually for the past while. I always um, I, when you t- I heard that story the first time I was thinking of those that joke people always say when they're like oh instructions unclear dick caught in ceiling. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> <But> it's like <laughs> uh, instructions, instructions unclear. unclear. Put my dick in a lead ball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We didn't know that was... Yeah. All right, so you guys probably just got a, a bit more of an earful <laughs> <laughs> than anticipated. But you know what? That's that's what happens sometimes on the butter the buttercast. That's right. Yeah. Um, other things in the news that we want to talk about before we get into more gaming-related stuff. What is happening in the news? I haven't even looked at the... Uh, Sam actually looked at the news this past week. Yeah, so what? I read the news on occasion. So um, what happened, Sam? I was, I was basically inebriated for most of the last week, so I don't... I was... I didn't know. Seth was on vacation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I read and found out that comically Coca-Cola. Comically Coca-Cola? Comically Coca-Cola is, uh, has been putting money into a non-profit that is essentially buying research that shows, and I put shows in air quotes, uh, that diet is a less important factor for weight loss and health than exercise. Ha! False! Um, of course, this is because apparently soda profits are down like 20% in the last five years. Well, you know, what's, you know what's going to happen, actually? What? There's a big push now to get a percent daily value attached to sugar. Oh, I thought that actually passed. Isn't that going to happen Well, I, I I don't know if it's passed or whatever. There, like, there's a, it's in the works, though. Yeah, mm. so that's probably uh, why they're doing this. And so, the yeah, of course, the problem now is, uh. is no adult man should have more than something like... nine grand? No, it's like 32 grams. That, like, it's a okay. maximum. Yeah, it's a right. max, because the fact is... It's you, not recommended. It's just like... You literally need it, zero. Yeah, if you're going to have it, don't have more than this much. It's like oh, a few yeah. teaspoons worth. Right. Yeah. And for women, it's like 27 grams. And if you look at the, like, a soda, a 20-ounce soda, that has, like, what, 60 grams? Like, it's like twice your maximum oh, daily recommended. I think uh, it has, like, a, a normal, like, a 12-ounce can, I think, has 30, 35. Grams, like right. And then, so yeah. So it's just you, over the maximum. The maximum... That's... I mean, that's the max. That's the unhealthy. That's like yeah. as unhealthy as you're supposed to be. Right. Or say like a candy bar or whatever. Yeah. So they're they're about to get snockered because if anybody actually does pick up one of those things and looks at the nutrition label, they're going to be like, oh. I didn't realize I wasn't supposed to be drinking 12 of these a day. Yeah, I should be yeah. consuming 400 grams of sugar 
a day. So the other thing that they noted was that uh, one of the most recent uh, big pieces of research to come out, exercise and that sort of thing, they took two uh, large groups, like 200 people each. Uh, large in the... Large in both sides. They're obese The people. group was large, but so were the people. And uh, Although 200 the, people is a tiny number of people doing listen, science. Listen, scientists. So they put Just they had saying. these two big groups of people. and uh, They had these two small groups of big people. And one of... <laughs> Uh, one of them had, they had, well, they, they had them work out super, uh, basically work out you know, an hour and a half a day, um, but keep their diet the same. And the total weight loss over a six week period for men was like four pounds and for women was about two pounds, right? So the whole point has been, and it's been pretty much shown now that just what you eat is kind of what determines your shapeliness. Well, I think it's, it's pretty obvious if you look at, like if you've ever ridden a uh, exercise bike or run a, on a treadmill and then you look at the calories counter. Yeah. It's like if, you if burn you, like no fucking calories. Yeah. If yeah. you run on that thing for like an hour, you're like, oh, I just burned like 350 calories. That's my best crispy eat, treat from earlier. Yeah, if you eat yeah. a single dinner roll, that's like seven times that. I'm pretty sure you the burn more calories out. just being alive than you do exercising for half. Yeah, you know? I mean, exercise has a ton of other good benefits. Yeah, I mean, it's good for you, and you should do it. Yeah, but, but it's you not shouldn't, really. It's not really for losing. Losing you weight is well. Diet. What you shouldn't do is go run for 20 minutes and be like, I fucking time earned for a this, soda, and then go like eat a donut. <laughs> Because yeah. you, as we talked about actually at the beginning of yesterday's pod or last week's podcast, you just undid the whole exercise. You had an undo nut. It's an undo that's, nut. That's right. Be very careful. So, so but if you're gonna yeah. have that donut anyway, then you sh- well, it's okay you to shouldn't. exercise as a way to like get rid of the donut you just ate. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're gonna have a donut anyway, don't eat lunch or breakfast. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I do. Because I love eating candy, so I just eat candy. <laughs> it's the only yeah, effective actually, way to control yeah. it. And Adam, I am not obese, even though I only eat candy and I don't exercise. It's because calories. I still calories. Don't eat very much. Yeah. Yeah. One M M&M and M a day. Boom. Keep, keeps the doctor and nothing away. else. Keeps, keeps the doctor. The doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in other confusing news. Uh, Donald Trump. He's now surging up to 22%. What is the deal? I watched the recap Wait, 22% of, of what? Of the, of the, like the polled Republicans or something? Yeah. yeah. Is that how that works? Okay. Yeah. The, so the, the website, uh, Real Clear Politics, they aggregate all these pollings. Ah. So, so to kind of offset the biased, you know. Wait, how many, shit. is that a plurality? No, I think he needs a third. I don't yeah. know. But how, I mean, so how many, well, there's, he's, there like a hundred candidates or something? There's well, like, yeah, it's, it's all cut up and there's lots of tiny. So the next one is Jeb Bush at 10% or well, no, at oh. 12%. But did you guys see the, but he's winning by like twofold or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you see the debate highlights or anything though? No. I mean, he, so he, he like directly on national television calls Rosie O'Donnell a, like a fat, ugly pig. Like I kid you not during the debate. Yeah, not so surprising. a long time ago, I was in this group that we would we would every month we get together and debate stuff. Mm. It was called Grab a Brew, Share Your. And one of the questions that we were debating it was the it was the lamest Grab a Brew event ever because the question was, uh, is America a represented actually a representative democracy? Oh, and no. Well, the the first guy who went up, he just said, I think yes because. Our politicians uh, basically don't get anything done. They're very self-interested. They're greedy. They're mostly just there seeking power and money, and they don't really care about anybody else. And in that sense, they're a pretty good representation of the American <laughs> public. And, uh, and everybody was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and there was no debate. Nobody else went up and said anything, and then we all just went home. <laughs> Yeah, this so, is a this is a curious thing. Donald Trump is nailing it. Super, super interested in seeing the debate between Donald so Trump weird. and someone else. 
Okay, so yeah. now who then who's running on the like I've literally heard nothing about the Democrats. Well, you got you got like Hillary and Bernie on Hillary is at fifty five percent, which is why you don't hear anything. Yeah. Uh she's thought of as a shoe in and then yeah, Bernie Sanders is next at like nineteen. But he's surging okay. up. Like yeah, he's, he's been climbing like he's crazy. starting to chip away. At okay, her so he might numbers. come in there. But if not, he'd probably be like the vice president. Can't maybe. maybe. Is that how that works? I don't know how that works. I don't know. I think but I think it's just gonna be Joe Biden now forever. All I know is I actually <laughs> I really would like to see a debate between Donald Trump and someone else that lasts for like 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that would be incredible television to yeah. watch. Yeah. Well, it'd also be interesting to watch a debate between him and someone who isn't also insane. Yes. <laughs> right. Just to see where it goes. I yeah. feel like, though, he would, I feel like, though, he would it's, escalate well, you can't, Yeah, you can't argue against insanity. It's exactly. So, but, so the person he's debating would eventually come off sounding just as crazy as he does by the end of it, because... <laughs> Yeah, you you gotta you have to. You gotta rise to the occasion. Like you gotta rise to the level of the craziest person in the room in order to converse with them. So, you know, that's true. Yeah, because actually, the only a- appropriate strategy in a in a quote unquote debate against a person who doesn't actually use logic is just to not have it in this place. But that's yeah, you not, gotta just you out can't crazy do that, though in politics. You yeah. gotta out crazy. Well, yeah, it's working for it's working for old Donnie, old Donnie and his hairpiece. <laughs> So maybe his hairpiece would be vice president. Is it actually a hairpiece or is it real hair? It's a hairpiece. There's no way that's real hair. I think it's a hairpiece. It's so well. The mis- maybe well, then- maybe someone will call him out and they'll say, "We need your birth certificate for your hideous hairpiece." Okay, here's a, here's the question though. If that is a hairpiece, that means that every day he's voluntarily picking that thing up and being like, "This looks good," and putting it on his head. <laughs> that sort of and judgment- making an active decision. Yeah. To- <laughs> that sort of judgment is not the sort that I want in the White House. Plan, yeah, you know? everything yeah. else is fine though. Everything else but, is fine. But yeah, um, he's an upstanding guy. And speaking of rising, rising quickly, there's a little, little old game called Rocket League. League. Yeah, uh, that was quite the transition. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't know uh, what you were going to do there. <laughs> a little game called Rocket League. I think it's 20 bucks on Steam right now. Yep, it is. I just bought it this morning. It's blowing up like crazy. So uh, Seth got it and played it yesterday and then basically just sort of said, oh my God, we need to play this tomorrow. I, I played it for two hours last night and I just had this like stupid grin on my face the entire time I was playing it. <laughs> so we uh, uh, we booted it up over lunch. I think we ended up playing for like an hour. Yeah, we played it too was long. Great. But it was still, it was a fair lunch break. Well, the games are only, they're only like five minutes, maybe like eight, if you go into like a crazy overtime or something. one really long. Yeah, so there's always, no, there's there's enough time for one more. There's always enough time Mm -hmm. for one more game, which is very, you know. And for for those who aren't familiar with with what it is, it's it's basically a three on three or four on four soccer game. Wait, what's it called again? Rocket League. Rocket Rocket League. League. I always want to call it Rocket Jump, which is a different game Um, that also exists. But it's 3v3 or 4v4, and it's soccer, but the ball is in enormous you're driving a race car that also happens to have a jet engine on the back of it and crazy hydraulics so it can jump into so people are doing these these crazy acrobatic maneuvers and your goal is of course just to score goals and that's it uh the goal is goals the goal is goals but soccer the amount of crazy stuff that happens is just off the charts and then they do a replay after every goal is scored so you get to see everybody just flipping around and trying to hit stuff on top of that they did this thing which i think is just phenomenal which is that when someone scores a goal instead of the ball just you know like disappearing or something like that uh the ball just detonates in this <laughs> huge explosion <laughs> yeah. that flings everybody backward it just sends a shockwave across the entire map and so inevitably at the end of the replay it's everybody just spectacular. Is just, everybody's just flying all over the place i mean it's, it's a great. built-in fireworks show yeah right? yeah 
It's like, you know how when, uh, when somebody gets a home run in baseball, they mm-hmm. always shoot off fireworks if it's the home team. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody gets a fireworks show in Rocky That's right. <laughs> right. Super fun to play. Um, but it's also hilarious because, I mean, you're driving cars trying to play soccer, right? I mean, it's clumsy. It's just it's clumsy. Like, I was actually thinking it's like Surgeon Simulator. Yeah, it's it's sort of like, the only, <laughs> only like, except with Surgeon Simulator, you can't also be skillful at it because it's just... It's designed for you to be it, bad at it. Yeah, but right. this game is like, you can still become really skillful at it, uh, but it's always going to look look awkward you know like almost no matter what except when you when you do score a goal a lot of times it looks amazing it like does it, look it really looks epic. like you yeah. totally planned it uh, except we had a, we had a couple goals where sam sort of like at one point sam awkwardly like flew sideways through the air like banged into it <laughs> and then the ball got wedged between sam and the wall and then the other team smashed into sam's car and flung his car into the ball and then the ball went in so you got, uh, got which it still it was cool good goal. and almost purposeful <laughs> it was a great thing. Yeah, so Sam still got credit for the goal because yeah. he was the last one to touch the ball. So yeah, there you go. Skills. So yeah, you should. So you should totally pick up this game. Yeah, we'll play. We'll play against anybody. Anyone. Yeah, of we'll you. take on your three. <laughs> anybody who wants to fight us. We've, we've got a good like a couple hours in. Can you maybe, wait? Can you purposely like f- go against people? I'm sure right? you can. Yeah, you can make a friend zone. Well, there's match. ranked matches and stuff too, and there's so. private matches. Oh, there oh private yeah, there's matches. private matches. There's also a, a season where you you make a little like. Uh, team of bots and then you play through a season kind of like you would do in oh. like FIFA or Madden right. or whatever oh. uh, so you can you can get good practice in with that cool yeah and we do we do have a steam group by the way that you can we join oh yeah what is it yeah, called Ed it's I think it's it's probably called Butterscotch Shenanigans. I think is, it is. Is my guess. Uh, but it was set up by some of the people who are running our forums. Um, so you can join that up, find some other Butterscotch uh, fans and players, and then play some rock games. And then play against us in rock. <laughs> uh, and also on the other game news front, we'll move into the actual studio game news. Sure, now, let's do it. Uh, which is just a general update on Crashlands. The biggest point of which I think is just the fact that Friday will be announcing some stuff about the beta. Yeah. The beta yeah. won't actually be starting on, on Friday. Yeah, Correct. And, and just for those of you who might know, the last time we had, you know, when we set up the beta application and all that kind of stuff, which is still live, so you can go apply at Crashlands.net. When we set that up, we told everybody our goal was to be ready to start the beta when Sam went in for his transplant, which is now coming up next week. Yeah. So that's not quite what's going to happen, but we're actually still pretty close to that. So, so in any event, on Friday, we're going to give you all the details of what's going to happen. Yeah, yes. we just we just have a lot of sort of like, I think it was like stitching. To, like we have all the pieces of this like quilt laid out. Yeah, well, we I can't remember. Kind of like cement them together with yeah, stitches. Yeah, sure, cement. That metaphor got away from me. Guys. <laughs> Did a little Sorry. Bit. Uh, Sorry is th- on our last podcast, Sam, were you done with the story at that point? Or did that happen after? The last uh, I believe that happened the date. Okay, so that is a huge piece of news, which is that Sam completed the draft of Crashland Store. Yeah, and by now I actually rewrote last week. Also, yeah, and he so, rewrote. Well, the Savannah now is 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 it's done, rewritten and done. Although we'll be adding side quests and stuff, but but it's done. Right. So the we, yeah, we actually got a question about that. Did we? What yeah. Was the question. We should just answer it right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The question was uh. Yeah, having is from Gafferman. Having made mostly games with a light approach to story plus characters, mostly there for comedic quips, uh, how do you approach writing the story and characters for Crashlands, and how challenging is it putting a narrative into a game with procedural generation? First Good off, question. let me say, Sam uh, I have never taken a light approach to the stories in our games, Gafferman. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I think the story of, of Brad and Will trying to get to space and flop rocket. It's, it's a the, deep it's story. An, it's an endearing tale of our generation. I think it's, <laughs> yeah. I'm insulted that and you don't share my my uh, level of I respect. I mean, if you didn't shed a tear when you went to space, I mean, when Brad or Will went to space. Right. Or, or what uh, of the millions of disposable pilots went to space? The heroes. The heroes. <laughs> <laughs> who sacrificed themselves. Yeah. You didn't shed a tear at that then. I, I don't know. Uh, you're so not, you're not even a person, I yeah. guess. It is true that we basically, we always put story in the game last. Uh, and it's also the case for Crashlands too. And I know we've talked to a lot of game studios where they, you know, they set up like art boards and uh, you know, feeling like they head down to the hardware store, just get some like two by fours and yeah. mm-hmm. draw pictures on them. Yeah, art boards, literal boards, <laughs> boards of art. I'm not too familiar with conventional game studio process. Yeah, well, that's uh, basically <laughs> we don't do that. So we basically put the mechanics in and then put a bunch of loops on top of it until the game feels really good. And they were like, "How do we decorate this with something funny?" But the, the question is, the question is why? Why does story exist? And why does it exist, Sam? I think the important thing to note is that the most the most most important thing for a game is actually the game. And what we mean by that is the the system of loops and the mechanics for interacting with those. Yeah. Um, story and narrative, uh, I mean you can have plenty of games that have no narrative, right? So I mean Rocket League for we're just raving about this game. Literally nothing to do, no story, no back history, no lore. You're just some it's cars sludge. playing soccer. It's just in rocket sports. cars. I mean, right. I think what makes it work is that they actually convey it as if you're playing in like a professional sport. Yeah, there's like an arena. Like, there's exactly. a crowd waving but it's, like their But something that's actually important and, about uh, professional sports is that they actually generate backstory because... You know, fans get really into the players, into the teams, and, and all that kind of stuff. So that that got really hardcore player. There's actually real backstory to professional. Right, but it's all about the game. It's all centered yeah. around the game, like um, WWE. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. So totally, it's it's centered around <laughs> the game, but then also people who get really into it actually get to backstory to prop up the game and make it important. So, yes. that, so that not only is it fun, but it's actually a core piece of yeah. You know, as and a from a follow. from a design perspective, we want you know we want two things to happen. One is that uh, players end up having essentially a unified sort of series of events that they can talk to each other about. So you can say, oh, did you did you find the bacon weed fairy and kill it? Did you know this? Um, that sort of thing. And the other one is actually to provide narrative provides a sort of third hook to pull players through all the loops and stuff that, that exist in the game. Yeah. Uh, the reason that's important is because not having a purpose is kind of... Makes you feel well, purposeless. Well, I think, I, think a great, I think a great example would be for you to imagine, if you've played any of the... Um, as Sam Sam just put up a blog post on Gama Sutra, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. which was a talk that he gave, which involved this very concept, which is... Uh, which is in the in Diablo, you spend about ninety nine percent of your time or more not fighting Diablo. Uh, you are just killing random zombie and stuff, and uh, you get these little actually quests. yeah way more than that right? Like yeah, how, how 90, long is the game? Like ten ninety nine yeah it was like twelve hours and then the last like five minutes is Diablo. Yeah. Right. Um, and so imagine if instead of the game being called Diablo, it was just called like kill a shitload of zombies, and, and then maybe uh, a bigger. It one. never went anywhere, and you well, just, and there are and games you just kind like of. This. Yeah, but you just kind of roam around the world killing zombies, leveling up, getting new abilities to kill more zombies yeah. better, faster, harder. Uh, after an hour of this, you'd be like, is this going anywhere? I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't really see myself carrying forward. Uh, I see, I kind of see the trajectory this has taken me. And you just kind of stop. So having that, having that reason to exist is really... I think it really is kind of the thing that pulls you. Right. So in a game like Terraria, which is more of like an open world thing, uh, you kind of give yourself those. Right. But goals. even there, I mean, and we this is one of the things that we tried to address with Crashlands, actually. Even there, it's actually really hard because you don't, 
as a player, you don't know what's actually important in the game. So no. having having the you developer put that onus on you to decide what's well, important. Well, not only that, but but what's important isn't even told to you in the game. You actually have to go outside of the game. Yeah, to, to the, the wiki to the, or something. To the player, you know, knowledge base to figure out what's important and how to... Yeah. So as far as then, uh, to answer the question of how, how does the approach for writing the story and characters go... Um, Essentially, it comes down to to melding the narrative with the storyline, or with sorry, the narrative with the actual progression of content, such that uh, we have a, a sort of a, a blocking list of recipes that the character cannot get until they you know do particular story elements. Um, and the reason is that for that is not to provide basically a block, but is actually to make it so that getting say the pickaxe you know is essentially the next thing you need to do because the story has kind of given you this framework to work within to do. Right. So if you're ever confused about what you should be doing, uh, you just open up your quest log. Yeah. And that will kind of lead you in the general direction. Of even progress. Even, even uh, geographically, it'll lead to general right. Because yeah, the world... So you've of, always got stuff to do. It was like... Yeah. And yeah. I think the one of the good models we've used uh, just for thinking about stuff is actually Skyrim, which if anybody's familiar with, uh, it, you know, it's set in this huge open world. Um, and it is the same every time, but if you, basically where we're at with Crashlands right now is that we have that core story basically done. And what that core story does is it, it, it takes you from you know, your Start starting to point finish. to yeah. the end of the game, so to speak, um, shows you how to use various, you know, parts of the, of the game systems. And if you just did that, uh, in, in the case of Skyrim, the game's over in like six or seven hours. Yeah, I don't know. You can do the whole storyline very quickly, but all the additional content is, is I think if you put side. in that mod that turns you into Sonic the Hedgehog, I think it's two or three hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so... So our approach is essentially that's that same sort of idea where we have this big um, this big progress gating story. And then we say, OK, if, if it's the case that we want to make it so that the player needs to say the pickaxe at this point, uh, given what's happened previously, how could it be relevant for a tendrom for an NPC of some sort to give you this? you know, as a thing to do. And those tend to just be, those are anything from, you know, this guy lost his, he lost his grandmammy and you need to make him a memorial omelet to, <laughs> to, you know. For him to eat? <laughs> you, you need to go take out this crazy demonic turtle because science. Um, so there, the, we also got a little story of, there's this guy, there's this type of plant called a squee. It's kind of like a weird little cactus thing. And there's a little mini story where there's this guy who's kind of a, like a master worker. He's a squee smith. Mm -hmm. And you have to go learn how to work the squee, you know? So you become like an <laughs> apprentice of his and he'll teach you all these different recipes if you help him out around his squee shop kind of a thing. Yeah, you go in there, he's got like a ton of tables and chairs. Just like He's been, just, he's been <laughs> making all kinds of stuff. Um, so it's, it certainly is interesting and a little bit, uh, uh, weird because it takes the it's like taking an open sandbox game and then putting it on on a sort of linear track right which can be very you gotta be careful um i guess that's, that's the easiest thing to say about it you gotta be very careful to make sure you don't break the game and that's basically been our it's been our mantra internally for the last like six months is don't break it don't fuck it up <laughs> uh, which we have done multiple times in the past six months yeah. but it's like surgery yeah it's like you gotta cut something open to make it better fix it before you stitch it back up so or cement um, it and all or of the all of the needs together. as far as uh, procedural generation are concerned the map sort of builds itself as you as you go but uh 
it has distinct sort of biomes and subbiomes within it. And so it's really a matter of putting the proper outpost, the proper sort of town or whatever, in the correct location on the map uh, with whatever sort of variation is inherent there. So, yeah, because then, you, then, you know, when the because of the fact that the resources and everything else themselves actually have tier or quality or whatever associated. And as long as you... So so the way that we set it up is that the, the map itself distributes those so that things get higher level as you go to the center. And the story also takes you through the higher level of content in the center. And so, you know, it's actually not easy, but it's a, it's a fairly straightforward problem. Yeah, it's also a pretty cool safeguard because if we set up the story so that, for example, a player can't get something that they need in order to collect a higher level resource that's very prevalent in like a more dangerous area, later on, uh, then they don't really have a very good reason to go there because they haven't they haven't done the story part to get the thing that they need. Send them out there on purpose. Yeah, and so yeah. so in that sense, it sort of creates this disincentive to keep people from getting in over their heads and like wandering in. Like it, you know, uh, when when you play Terraria, if you were just like dig straight down, or like in Minecraft, right. so like you end up in these crazy places that you really just don't belong, and you just get crushed by all the enemies. Yeah. Um, so the, the trick with game design is to deliver you to a place where your skills and the game get matched up, yeah. uh, such that it's it's perfectly different and this basically i guess uh, again to re-answer the question that's what the narrative putting a narrative layer on top of the game design systems allows us to do in a, in an open world which yeah. normally it's just chaos yeah <laughs> so it's actually easier than to it's kind like of you walked into the wrong side of town and then you're just yeah. dead um so next question that's Gaffin, a fair answer it's good yeah. um uh we can jump to this one real quick which is uh the one true michael asked would you guys ever consider extending your episode? I think we just did. I think we just did. So your wish is granted. You <laughs> did? Yes. Just now? I, I, mm-hmm. They've been they've been creeping up. They've been creeping uh, up. In time. We've, we've been talking a lot. This is that feature creep I've been hearing about. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, impacting everything in our studio now, even the podcast. So there you go, Michael. Enjoy. Enjoy your extra couple minutes. Your extra seven. But I guess... For a real answer to that question, uh, at some point, as we get more listeners and that sort of thing, if, if people get really into the podcast and it, you know, and it's a thing that our players like, then we'll spend more time. Uh, you know, right now the the following is it's more limited, and we are trying to appear. Yeah. So, so you know, it might be one of those situations. Though, what was that kind of thing called, Sam? A statement whose inverse is the explanation of itself. Right. Where you're like, well, I'm not going to put time in the podcast because it's because nobody, nobody listens. Because nobody listens to it. Right. If you flip that around, it becomes its own explanation. Yep. Maybe. Anyway. I suspect that's not the case. <laughs> in this particular uh, I don't bother taking showers because ladies are interested in me. For all of you, for for all of you listening. If you if you want more of the podcast, then you should tell your friends to listen. That's true. Yeah. Or spread the word. Tell your mother. She's an athlete. Yeah. I, I just assumed you were friends we with your like, mother. We like it. So. <laughs> uh, agravatas. Agravatas. Agravatus. There yes. are so many ways I could take that name. Agravatus. Uh, where do you get the inspiration for the characters in your games? Nowhere. <laughs> so if you want to know... Uh, A little let's secret. See. A little Butter, secret is Butterscotch secret. Most of our characters stem from Sam's it. <laughs> ability. Choose your words carefully. Sam's ability to draw to that to not be able to do stuff. Wait, uh, also, to how long it would take to animate. So the, <laughs> the reason the quadrupus actually only has four tentacles. It was supposed to be octopus rampage. It was, but I didn't want to draw any As... arms. <laughs> <laughs> Sam was like, can we... I believe the conversation was literally just Sam saying, I don't really want to draw eight tentacles. 
what if we did four? And I said, yeah. And that was it. Seems reasonable. <laughs> so that's how Tack was born. Uh, Hardick, with his Indianness, basically came from Sam. So for the reason he's elderly is because Sam was like, I can't draw a face. Can we just slap like a big gray beard on him? <laughs> okay, now he's an old man. Uh, and also, I can't draw arms big. What if we just stuck his arms behind his back? Okay, now he's a gentleman. Let's just put a suit on him. It's very proper. Uh, so we just we kind of roll. We roll. Was the monocle a consequence of that so that the entire story? The monocle because... came from him being a gentle yeah. with his arms behind his back. It was also because of the fact that I can't draw faces very well. So, so having we a monocle. up with as many things as A possible. monocle plus a mustache and beard. <laughs> That's one eye. Yeah. That's it. No, 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 he doesn't have a nose. No, yeah, he has no nose. No one's going to be like, oh, this face doesn't look right. It's all covered up. You can't even tell. Exactly. No complaints. <laughs> So, uh, so that's where the inspiration uh, is. You just need to, you just need to get it done. It doesn't need to be perfect. And Flux, Flux in Crashlands was originally a little, Flux has gone through four. Yeah. We talked about this last week, I think, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, so Flux's design was because she needed to have interchangeable limbs. Yeah, because the original version of Crashlands was you could pick things up in the world and then use them as limbs. Yeah. So you'd be like, oh, a stick. That's my arm now. And we then, actually had that working for a while, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is if everything needs to be usable as a limb, then everything in the world needs to have a particular shape. It's got a limb shape. Which is turns out to be super boring. Uh, yeah. If every tree or stick is exactly the size of an arm or a leg and is shaped like It was one. also just really damn weird at the end of the day. You're just de-socketing <laughs> your shoulders. Well, we just we didn't have a vision for it other than being like, that'd be cool. But we didn't, we didn't actually come up with a gameplay mechanic for it. We just we were like, let's just put it in. We implemented it to see if we could do something with it, and we couldn't. So then so Flux became go. a spaceman, and then a, but then actually a delivery before, truck before she was woman. a delivery truck driver, she was a, a like generic a spaceman. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, who the idea originally is actually was that in Crashlands you'd be able to name and then sort of customize choose you know, the colors choose of the colors suit. of your suit in your visor. Um, but once we decided that, that we was because we had we had a, a multiplayer concept originally. Right. Yeah. So once we decided that we actually wanted to tell a story with the game and make it more of a you know an actual adventure for a person rather than for generic hero, um, then then we had basically purple. Yeah, yeah, it had to be purple. Uh, so that's that's where our inspiration comes from a, a limited skill set. My limited skill set. <laughs> I, I was, to I was be being, fair. yeah, I was being. <laughs> I appreciate well, it. It is on the animation <laughs> side as well within sets. Probably, probably. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't want to procedurally animate eight tentacles. Nope. Yeah, we don't. We don't have any animation engine in house either. Yeah. So that means everything needs to be simple. Well, I mean, Seth is the engine. So like, wampets oh, yeah. have one leg. You know, that's because two crashing. legs would be too many. Two legs. That's a lot of legs to animate. That's twice as many legs. If you're wondering yeah. why most things bounce around and fly, it's because it's easy. To yeah. Animate. If you see, if you see anything <laughs> floating in our games with no, like, without without physical contact with the ground, that is guaranteed <laughs> not because. Because we thought it would be better, like, to encapsulate that character or anything, or because we had a vision for that character as a flying thing, it's just because we didn't want to put legs on it, because then we had to animate them, and... We don't have time for that. We don't have time, <laughs> have time for that. that. So that's... Uh, yeah, there are a lot of bounce seekers. Inspiration from laziness. That's... <laughs> In ignorance, yeah. That's um, all right, Gafferman also asks, now that you're opening up for user-generated content with the Crashlands creator, I'm curious what other games that allow users to create content that you found the most fun and or interesting. Kerbal Space Program. Mmm, Sesso is on a KSP kick. Although I haven't played it in a long... I feel like I... The problem is I kind of did everything. And I downloaded all kinds of... But yeah, you can get all kinds of great mods... 
for that game. Uh, I got one that makes my ships explode on re-entry. You can get robotic parts like arms and claws and pistons. They incorporated a lot of that stuff in the version 1.0. Though. Yeah, they, they rolled a whole bunch of stuff in. The best one was the Kethane, or Kethane pending, uh, which is, a, is like a thing you can land on different planets and then you can scan those planets for this magical resource Kethane, which you can suck out of the ground and then you can convert it into fuel. So if you set up like Kethane spawn, generating space stations and stuff way out into the distance then it makes planning for missions a lot because you yeah. can just make your own make your own juice so but yeah Kerbal space program has a huge mod yeah i think the one the ones i found the most comical are, are the skyrim just because some of them are just insane if you I look up the uh, the ultimate skyrim video on youtube where <laughs> i think yeah. the dragon is replaced with thomas the train engine oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's all sorts of crazy stuff, and uh, my favorite reason for that actually though was because they didn't, they never have a fist fighting skill tree in that game. They, they, never they always they always make like a vague nod toward. Yeah, like, there's always like, something in there that makes you think that, that using you your fists is a thing you can do. So I just want to punch everything. That's all I do in Fallout. In any game they have that, the power fist in Fallout. Yeah, they yeah. actually have fist fighting as like a skill. Um, so unarmed combat, right? Is the is the skill? Tr- so Ronda Rousey. Yeah, going the Ronda Rousey route. Yeah, uh, which I always just think is so fun because you're just you're punching dragons and stuff in the face. It's just the best. So yeah. I found a there's mod. Nothing that, more badass than it. there's a mod that actually lets you do that. Adds another constellation or whatever the hell. For the skill trees in Skyrim that lets you do unarmed combat. Seriously, um, I'm gonna play that now. I played Skyrim. <laughs> I played Skyrim yeah, for about man. 20 minutes, and they were like, "I picked the cat people." Yeah, because so the cat stuff in the because the cat person. The description is like, "Hey, the cat people hit things really hard with yeah. their fists," and I was like, "Yep." And then <laughs> I started playing, and I found that that was it. There was no way for me There's to no other improvement. Yeah, yeah. So this one actually has okay, full. Like, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna play that now. Full on, full on. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, though, I guess my experience with mods is I always play the vanilla version of games. And then tend to move on to another game without going back and playing mods. Kerbal Space Rover was an exception, but uh, and also Fallout, I guess. Uh, I I use some of the mods that make the world look a little less depressing because mm. yeah, that I, game is that, so gray. <laughs> that gray on gray on gray yeah, green. Holy crap! Just, uh, I mean, it does a good job of setting the mood. That's that's for. Um, okay, but you know, dude. I played that game a lot, and I don't need to press for that. Just yeah, I don't know. For the for the most part, I find that mods tend to be too buggy or just be jokes. Yeah. So. Which is, I mean, which is funny. Like, it's funny to watch a YouTube video where the dragon is now Thomas the Train, but I don't really need to play a game that has... Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of comes back to that first thing we talked about where that whole, you know, needing to have a goal in the game. Yeah, like, okay, it like sort of I'm going to kill this dragon, out. but then if you're like, okay, the dragon is now Thomas the Train engine, I don't really <laughs> feel that immersed anymore. Right. I'm, not, I'm questioning my motives all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, it's kind of like, like, I mean, it's kind of like when you play... I played Doom 3 a long time ago, and it was, it like terrified the crap out of me and I was terrible at it, so I was like, I'm going to go get all the cheats and then, you know, get all the badass weapons and everything else. And then immediately I was overpowered and it wasn't fun. Yep. You and ruined your own deal. fun. I ruined my own fun. And to me, the mods tend to do, for the most part, tend to do the same thing. Although, uh, and, and, and it's because I think as we talked about, maybe the last pod, uh, when you ask players what they want ourselves as players, we want to win. Right. Which Without is, realizing. Just but winning is fun not thing. fun. Yeah. Winning is actually like the moment you win is fun. But the only reason that winning is fun is because you overcame it was a, a challenge. challenge. It's that whole killing Diablo thing. 99% of your game time needs to be you not winning in order yeah. for the winning to be really meaningful. Or, or winning yeah. uh, lesser victories that are still a challenge. Right. But yeah, those those close games are the ones that really, that you remember, right? 
Mm-hmm. If you yeah. win, if you win fourteen zero in Rocket League, you're like, right, whatever. What a bunch of chumps. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so yeah, actually, think- that's, that's true. We had, we had some awesome games when we were playing today, and the most like absolutely my favorite ones were especially two where we went into overtime. One of the overtimes was longer than the original itself yeah. was. Yeah, we had one we just point like where stuck we just in it, got it and back and forth for like seven minutes. Yeah, and we were just so close to hitting a goal every single time and never quite got it in, and it got more exciting every time we fucked up. Yep, and then we lost. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still awesome. But it was so. fun to lose in that scenario. I yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll we'll wrap this longer episode. You're welcome. The one true mic up of coffee with butterscotch, and we will see you guys. Or I guess Adam and Seth will see you next, next Wednesday. Week. We'll see you with our eyeballs. See you with, with your yeah. It's going to be a new. We're doing a new two way uh, stream yeah. where, where we, you you hear us and we see. Yeah, so. and it's really weird because it's not live. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm no, not we, quite we, sure. Sister's going to start hallucinating <laughs> later on. Yeah. I think I think the way it works is that every time you listen to our podcast, we just see. And we also take a part <laughs> of your soul. So we can see you all the time like Santa Claus. So thanks for that. Uh, if you guys have questions or want to discuss this podcast, you can check out the podcast itself, either through butterscotch-shenanigans.com in the sidebar or podcast.bscotch.net. That's the easiest mm-hmm. way. Um, and you can ask questions and chat with everybody about this. So tell all your friends or tell none of your friends. Whatever. Tell your mother, though. But tell your mother, though, because she needs to hear from you. She hasn't She's heard from a nice you lady. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.